Welcome back to Living With MS. Truth Be Told. I'm your host, Marie Heron. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. On the line this morning, we have Matt. Um, and I'm so excited to have Matt here because Matt is one of a number of guests who have been coming forward, who have been diagnosed very, very early um, in their teens. And I'm really looking forward to Matt sharing his truth with us. So good morning, Matt. How are you? Good morning. I'm very good. How are you? Great. Uh, thanks so much for agreeing to be a guest on our show. As I said, it's important for people to hear uh, the stories of guests who were diagnosed in their teens. Now, typically, as you know, uh, the average age of diagnosis is 22 to uh, 25. Um, so I understand you were diagnosed when you were 16. Is this right? Yeah, 16. It was uh, four days before my 17th birthday. Okay. And I remember you were saying that you had quite a frightening uh, experience. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, um, so it was, uh, it lasted for about a year. It was a year of just kind of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, uh, I was actually at soccer practice this, uh, this one day mm-hmm. and, um, I was looking in a direction and when I turned my head to look in another direction, I could still see what I was looking at previously. Okay. So like the building that I was looking at was now in my vision when I turned the complete opposite way oh. and that, that, kind of messed with my head a little bit and I was like what, what's going on this is weird and th- was, this um, the fir- was this the first symptom you ever had yeah that was the okay. first, first symptom I've, I've ever had and uh, that was um, that was in 2010 I believe that was like April-ish 2010 and how old were you I was 15 at the time okay okay so that happened and then um, you know the the question started coming up and I uh, I went to go see a neurologist eventually because I mean there was other symptoms that started to come up Mm -hmm. I I looked at my coach after that and uh, he had like three heads so I started to see like kind of like double vision right and stuff and um, it was weird I've I've never experienced that before so um, I went to my mom as most 15 year olds would probably have done and um, she was very concerned as well and uh, we ended up going to see a neurologist at Trillium Hospital. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, one of the first things he asked was if I had experienced any trauma of any kind, like like uh, blunt force trauma to my head. Like a concussion or something? Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's what he thought it was. Mm-hmm. And I actually had previously just hit my head in uh, when I was in school. I was playing soccer in school, and uh, I had like a head-on-head collision with another person. Right. And so that's the first thing that I thought of, and right. I was like, "Oh yeah, that happened like a couple days ago." Right. Like, yeah, that mm, would make this sense. Is, this is probably a concussion. Right. And so, and I just just for our listeners, I just want to clarify. I mean, you were you are still very active, but you were a very active uh, soccer player. Yeah, I I try to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay. So so then. Um, how long did it take them to find out that it was MS? Uh, it was about a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a whole bunch of tests. I did in that year. I I probably did about twelve to fifteen MRIs or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I was. I felt like I was just like every week or, or every other week. I was. I was in the, uh, the MRI machine. Mm-hmm. But um, I did MRIs. I did CT scans. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, what everyone loves very much, the uh, the ever-so-dreaded spinal tap. Which I actually um, was lucky enough not to have done. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, that was probably one of the, the scariest things yeah. that I've uh, that I've done. Um, but that 
that test is actually the one that uh, that showed mm-hmm. that I had MS. So um, what originally started out as a possible concussion um, and and um, I mean not not so serious, mm-hmm. I guess, um, ended up being multiple sclerosis. And right. um, I was originally told also that I was uh, never going to be able to play soccer again. Right. And that was very fun to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I just I went from uh I went from that to uh to just Yeah. I just I guess I, yeah, I just I I I lived with that with that So with that, so uh, here you are. You're, you're you're 16 years old and you've just been told that you know what? The life that that you thought you were going to have, you're not going to have. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drag you through it and say how did it make you feel. But what about your 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 family? Like what did what did they tell you this was? Did you have any understanding or? So, my family had had no real idea of what multiple sclerosis was themselves. I mm-hmm. didn't either. Um, but my family is one of the most probably the most supportive families ever mm-hmm. um whether that being my immediate family so just like my parents and my brother mm-hmm. um as well as my extended family being my uncles aunts cousins stuff like that right um they are amazing they're incredible right. they um they took the diagnosis that i had and um like i have i have a very close family it's very large mm-hmm. um come from a portuguese background right um that side of my family and um we are typically, you know, very large families and stuff, but we are very, very close. And my mm-hmm. family took that diagnosis as kind of like a sign to say, like, you know, we have a very close relationship with each other. So let's use that close relationship to give back to the community. Right. Um, so they right away got on my side and uh, they said, you know, don't worry about it. Like, you're not going to fight this alone. Right. Um, we are going to do everything that we possibly can to help you and also to help others that are affected by MS as well. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Now, your mother did something extraordinary for you. Can you share that with us? Yeah. Um, so, my mom, as well as my um, my uh, my aunts and uh, my uncles and everything, um, they so what they did was they started a fundraising team mm-hmm. um this fundraising team is called junior mac sunshine uh junior mac itself j-r-m-a-k mm-hmm. um that is a acronym for the first letter of the first names of all of my first cousins okay so um they started that and uh basically the the um the goal was just to um raise as much money and awareness for ms mm-hmm. um but it all started because of my diagnosis right um so they started that and and that was i mean how how can you how can you um be upset at like ever at at your your family members ever again no matter what they do you know that is that is incredible what they just did for me yeah you know if they just started a a fundraising team so that i can no longer, you know, have the burden of having MS alone. One of the as things. Well that, as, sorry about this, Matt. One yeah. of the things that you know I'm trying to um, promote and and encourage uh, family members um, and people with MS is to is to reach out and 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 garner support from their family and to to not isolate and to to have them involved. 
um, in the managing of their disease. But um, do you, and so I'm going to ask you, so you, you would think that this is very important that uh, people set goals on how to include their family members and close friends? Of course. Okay. No, absolutely. Um, I feel like people that are diagnosed with, with not only just MS, but just, just other things in general, whether, whether, uh, regardless of what that is, um, getting those close to you involved with your, with your fight and with your journey mm-hmm. is just as important as you fighting for that journey. Right. Okay. So having that support of other people, that's, that will, that is the difference between, you know, you being able to, to properly get, get things done and, and get over the, uh, the initial hump of being diagnosed with something and, and I don't want to say not. I don't. I don't want to say it's impossible to to do that. But it's a whole lot easier when you have the support of other people. That's great. No, that's great. I, I really appreciate you saying that. Um, now, that's how your family reacted. How did your friends react? My friends were very, very much the same. Okay. Um, I have a, a very close group of friends, um, as well as just you know extended friends as well. And um, when I so I was diagnosed uh, going into grade twelve. Jeez. And um, in my grade 12 year, during the, uh, the, I guess, the start of Junior Max Sunshine, um, one of the things that we did was we had in like an like a MS week in my high school. Okay. And that MS week was all organized by um, my, my friends. I had uh, two cousins that I went to school with um, that were my age. And um, they also kind of, they were, they were part of Junior Max Sunshine, so they were uh, a part of the organization of everything. But uh, us, like on, on top of them, they also had the help of all of like my friends and their friends as well. And uh, we organized an MS week where we, um, every day in the, in the announcements, we would have different like things about MS awareness right. and stuff like that that we would, uh, that we would tell the, the students. And uh, we would have just different different fundraising methods. So we had these um, these bracelets that we we uh, got mm-hmm. made, and uh, we sold those on on school campus basically. And, and and did you know at this time that that MS is Canada's disease? That there's more people in Canada per capita. At that time, yes. Um, okay. Once okay. I was diagnosed, I you know did as much research as I could, as well as my family. My family um, did as much research as they possibly could because we weren't really too familiar with, with what MS was. Yeah. And um, with the um, with the whole awareness thing that we wanted to to put together, um, we wanted to also educate everybody else in our school right. with what MS is. Right. And we were so um, surprised in a good way to, uh, it's kind of twisted to see, if you think about it, but we were surprised in a good way um, with how many people were also affected by MS. So yeah. we had we had people that we had never talked to ever in our, in our lives. We had a very large school. Mm-hmm. Um, we had people that we'd never talked to come up to us and want to buy a bracelet. We were selling bracelets for $2. Because they probably had like an immediate bucks. or extended family member, right? Yeah, they would yeah. give us like 40 bucks, and it would, they would say, oh, just please keep it. Like my, you know, my mom has MS. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah no, no, I find that too. It's like as soon as I started telling people, it was amazing how many people's like father-in-law, brother-in-law, or sister-in-law yeah. had MS. It was really... Okay, so I want to get back to you. So how are you now? Like, How old I are am, you now, hon? I'm a whole lot better. Um, okay. With the help of the uh, the brilliant medication that has uh, been on the market, mm-hmm. um, I am a whole lot better. 
Um, I would say the first like three months of my diagnosis that well, that really sucked. Um, it was just you know the initial blow to the, mm-hmm. to the the brain of you know you have MS and now you have to live with it. Um, so the first three months was kind of rough, but ever since then it's just been a road of uh, just me trying to be as positive as, as possible and um, and just trying to get the the help that I can. Obviously, you know you you. Sometimes you're as healthy as you should be. Like sometimes I go for that extra cheeseburger and sometimes I, you know, have things that I, I shouldn't have and stuff, but I, that's pretty normal. But for the most part, I found that if I just take care of my body, if I um, stay as positive as possible and, and maintain as many relationships as I, I possibly can, mm-hmm. um, that, you, you know, it, it's, it's possible to, to fight it and to live with it. Um, with the help of, of the medication that we have on the market right now, right? I mean, right. I was on, so I was on Copaxone. Okay, all right, all right. Go ahead, go ahead, say it. <laughs> um, so I was on, I was on Copaxone um, for five and a half years. Okay, and um, it worked well for me, um, minus the fact that it was a daily injection. I, I hate right. needles, but and you know, you got to do what you got to do. Right, and. Um, so it worked for about five and a half years, and then um, it started to get a little bit worse. I started to kind of neglect my body a little bit. I was um, not eating so well and, and not exercising as much. Um, I did have a couple of relapses mm-hmm. throughout the, the time, but that's I guess that's pretty normal. I've had it for, what is that, uh, seven years now? Right, seven right. Years? Seven years. Um, so, you know, it's pretty normal to, to have a couple of relapses in those times, but nothing nothing crazy. Um, it was just, you know, sometimes I would, uh, I would lose feeling in like the tips of my fingers and and things like that. It was nothing debilitating. Yeah. So you're not threading Um, a needle, right? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. So you know what, when people say, listen to your body. Okay. And I know how I interpret that. I know that if I put my head forward and I can feel a tingling in my spine, I know that something's on its way. So I just rest. Um, how do you listen to your body? How do you interpret that? Interpret that? So one of the biggest things that I experience is uh, is the fatigue factor of okay. MS. So to me, that's really, that's like the biggest telltale. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always feel kind of weird telling people that, you know, I, I, I can't do something right now. Like I'm really tired mm-hmm. um, because, you know, everyone gets tired. It's normal. But I can, I can tell the difference between being tired and, and being, being MS tired. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like MS tired is a whole different yeah. thing. It's yeah. like when you're laying in bed and you can't even like turn over to grab the remote kind of thing. You're right. Like you it's don't understand. like you're exhausted. Yeah. So um, that to me is, is one of like the, the biggest uh, signs that I, I have to kind of listen to my body. So mm-hmm. if there's times where like when I was in school, you know, if I have an 8 a.m. class and I wake up and moving to the other side of the bed is not possible. Um, the ADM class is not going to be attended by me because right. that's uh, that's pretty impossible. And that's what I mean by by managing your disease. And I was was saying to somebody recently about pushing on and pushing through. And I mean, sometimes when I go downstairs and I exercise and I, I really push through and then I notice I feel better. Other days, I'm not so good. So it's a difference between knowing your body. It's like, do you really want to go that extra mile or you just want to do the normal stuff and, you know, keep the status quo? And I think that's part of listening to your body as well. Um let me ask you this, Matt. If someone has just uh, turned on their podcast and they've been diagnosed recently, and this is the first time, what are three pieces of advice you'd like to give them? 
three pieces of advice I would give them would be the biggest one that helped me was to keep an open mind and, and be as positive as possible. Okay. This is this is something that if you let it control you, it will control you. Right. Hands down. It will definitely get the best of you if you let it. Okay. And the only way that it that, that it won't is if you remain positive and you take everything for just what it is. Right. If you wake up in the morning and you are extremely exhausted, like MS tired, then don't beat yourself up. Don't don't think that all oh, the world is out to get me and everything like that because I've been there. You know, I've, I've woken up and I'm like, oh, like this sucks. I just put myself in a pit. But just take it for what it is and understand that it's not always going to be like this. Look at the positives of things. Can I ask so, you just? Can I ask you just one thing? Because I, I, you know, I deal with a lot of people um, on social media and Twitter, and you know, it's it's unfortunate because I know that sometimes people will say, "Oh, you're faking it." And do you have any advice for people who really are tired, who really can't sit out in the sun, whose friends and family members maybe don't understand it? Can do you have any advice for them? Just listen to your body. Okay. Listen, listen to it, and and just act on it. Mm-hmm. So don't be don't be afraid to to sit out. Don't be afraid to tell them I can't do this right now, because at the end of the day, you got you got to take care of yourself. Right. You got to right. make sure that you are are the person that is number one in especially in those situations. Yeah, and um, if, if you have to fib, go ahead. I mean, I've seen me saying um, I've been diagnosed with sun poisoning, and so I can't sit in the sun. <laughs> you know, like to, yeah, to keep exactly, people off exactly. my back, right? So they're like, oh, yeah. come and sit in the backyard. I'm like, no, I can't. Um, <laughs> you know, I had a series when I was in the Caribbean, and I got too much sun. Now I have, uh, uh, you know, sun poisoning, right? So you know, if it works, it works, right? <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. And <laughs> you don't have to explain yeah. the whole thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then I say, and of course, that's why I have such beautiful skin because I don't lie out in the exactly. sun. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There's your good points, right? Matt, I want to thank you so much uh, for your great conversation with us this morning. I know that people listening to this are going to be encouraged. I love the whole family support thing and bringing your friends into it. I think you're an absolute star. um, And hopefully we'll have you back in about a year or so and see how you're doing. Oh, thank you so much for for having me on the podcast. No problem at all. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks, Matt. Cheers. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Great. Well, that's another episode of Living with MS Truth Be Told. I'm your host, Marie Heron. Continue to tune in. You can find us at www.truthbetold.ca. Thank you. Forever, I loved you. Forever, it seemed.